Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. We're super glad you joined us. I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. We appreciate you hanging out with us, and if you get a chance, wherever you're listening at, please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share, do all the things. If you're on, uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, please take a moment to hit us up on YouTube, like and subscribe, and hit the notifications. I think you'll like what you see. Uh, it's a video. Um, and yeah, it's our beautiful faces right in front of yours. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it also helps us to grow the channel. We're trying to really, you know, see how we can grow this organically and have a lot of fun doing it and build our own community. So we would you know, really appreciate it, it. It's funny that you mentioned that because I'm noticing now that I totally left something off of our uh, rundown notes here that uh, <laughs> new branding. Welcome to the new Chris and, on, uh, Chris and Andre show, ladies and gentlemen. And no, that's not just because Joe's not here this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe friend, had something come up. Yeah. Yeah. So friend of the show, Joe, should be back next week. And uh, we'll be glad to have him to chime in on what should be a very rousing discussion around uh, James Gunn's new Peacemaker show that Andre is a huge fan of. And Chris just isn't sold on it yet. Yeah. If you've paid any attention to this podcast, you know that's not true. Yeah, none of the things, <laughs> the previous words were true. So, um... Except for the new branding thing, <laughs> which makes... I kind of glossed over there. But yeah, uh, new logo, new website, which Andre put a ton of work into. Um, this is something that we've kind of been working on in the background for a little while now. We're really excited to introduce it here in 2022. Um, and so, yeah, if you have any feedback, anything that you'd like to see... Um, Please shoot us an email, comments at chrisandandreshow.com. Uh, I think we've got a, a form on the website, yeah, that yeah. people can fill out as well. So, um, yeah, give it a, give it a shout. Go check out chrisandandreshow.com for sure. Yeah, really, really fun site. Pre- loads pretty fast for all the geeks out there. And, uh, of course, we'll tweak it and make it better and add as many things as we want to because that's fun to do. Yeah. At any rate, on with the show. <laughs> 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 I love that. Okay. Um, so first off, I just I, this is like one of those proud papa moments. Um, uh-huh. my, my daughter scored her very first basket in a basketball game this weekend. Uh, so excited when it happened that she literally just stood there with arms up, mouth open as the other team ran down and scored on the other end. Um, that is so dope. I'm happy. So we're still working on, you know, like that transition back to defense. But very awesome she was super excited so uh i mean i'm sure you've had moments like that right like first touchdowns first baskets all that kind of stuff yeah that's awesome i mean those those feelings and memories they they live with you forever so uh yeah that's awesome my daughter especially when she won her first national championship in karate that was amazing to be there um now she had break a girl's wrist so (laughs) and it was kind of like low-key like Good job, but the, yeah. the girl's mom was next to me. I was like, "Oh, is she okay, honey?" But uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really glad that that's. Uh, I'm sorry I missed it, but hopefully I get to uh, catch up with her and uh, yeah, enjoy those moments. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if there's another button, but uh, oh, I'll put it in later. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, all right. So next up, this is a quick one. 
I watched I was watching a lot of playoff football this weekend, which is not normally where I'm at right now. But since I don't have any teams that I'm like that I that I have jerseys for uh, that I'm pulling for in the playoffs, I am like I've adopted the Bengals as my team because they got the most NC State guys over there, Jermaine Pratt and BJ Hill. Thank you for winning uh, over the Raiders. I hope you guys can see it through to the, at least the next round here. But um, what I did watch on Sunday was the interview that uh, – God, what's his name? Now I'm going to forget it off the top of my head. The defensive player, Willie McGinnis, uh, did with Tom Brady. And I hate to say it, but now that Tom Brady's not a New England Patriot, I don't dislike him as much as I did before. Now, to clarify, this does not mean that I was pulling for him in that game against Philadelphia. All right, first off, my brother-in-law, Stefan, diehard Eagles fan, go Eagles. So I was definitely pulling for them there. Also, Tom Brady, as nice of a guy as you might be, you've won enough. We can give the trophy to somebody else this year. So just take a chill pill, bro. Like. But still, nice guy. I mean, like, it seems like he actually has a little bit of personality now that he's in Tampa. And I'm kind of like, all right, like, I can't really hate the guy. I don't dislike Tom Brady. I think for me, it's definitely a New England thing. Um, Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. No, but I mean, Boston fans are so obnoxious that it just got to a point where it was like, you know, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback (laughs) to ever play the game. Let's go pack the car. And we'll drink some Sam Adam. I don't know. That's I don't. Yeah, Boston I don't know what. Accent. Yeah, I. I yeah, uh, Boston's racist. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I and I think Tom Brady, as far as an athlete goes, I think he's doing something I couldn't do. I mean, he's what forty three now. Um, he's so forty four. He, he's gonna 40, be forty five next year. Oh, good lord! So that's. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. If he can get another ring and he can squeeze one more season out. That'd be yeah. bananas. That, that's what he said. It basically his goal was because McGinnis was like, you said you wanted to play till 45. And he was like, you know, honestly, I said that like 10 years ago. And here I am like 44. Yeah. If I can get 45 out, I'll be good. I don't know that I'm done. You know, like, yeah. I, I could see him playing three, four more years as long as his body holds up. That's the yeah. question. But <laughs> he seems to be one of those guys that's done an amazing job taking care of it. Like, I mean, he led the league in touchdowns this year. So uh, at 44, so it's just, it's insane what he's doing. And then you got like Andrew Whitworth, right. who's out there at <laughs> left tackle <laughs> for the freaking Rams at 40 years old. Like, you think it's impressive Tom Brady's back there. Like, anybody goes close to his knees, they throw a flag. Andrew Whitworth, like, that guy tries to protect himself. He gets a holding penalty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so go, Tom. Uh, let's see what we got. Next. Whoosh. Uh, whoosh. The, the CES, I watched some of, or I read some articles about it, and it's interesting. There's a lot of uh, plant-based food that's showing up there. I'm confused as to why, but. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's, a, you know, like CES has developed as outside of the consumer electronics show to be more just like. The what's startup. Cool in, yeah, or, or just like what's next, right? Like whatever right. next uh, kind of innovation more than just like technology or electronics i guess specifically in right. based based uh, but yeah i don't know it's uh they seem to feel like the biggest hurdle for them to overcome is actually matching like texture and taste for beef but i think it's something that you and i have talked about repeatedly that like once you've made that commitment mentally to like i'm not eating a hamburger i'm just i'm eating an impossible burger right, right. i know it's different the point is, like, it's close enough that I can kind of, for that little bit, that transition period, convince myself that it's, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, 
hey, this is good. It's kind of like a burger. Good enough. And then after a few months, you're like, oh, it's a burger. Like, it's a burger, yeah. It's totally if this what is I what eat. we'd been eating all along, nobody would sit there and go like, you know, that big uh, dumb animal that <laughs> just kind of stands in the field and chews grass, we should eat his ass. Like, I bet that's tasty. I'm- yeah, I mean, imagine who decided to eat the first cow. Like, Yeah. What, what was that like? What was that experience? Or pork butt. Who looked at a pork's butt and went, God, I want to roast that. Okay. Well, I think that the uh, you know products like the Impossible and Beyond, are, they're definitely a way. Um, speaking of food, we went to the grocery the other day, and it was empty. And it blew my mind. Like, there was no produce. There was nothing. Um Granted, this was probably enhanced by the, you know, the the vicious snowstorm of 2022. Yeah, that was. You guys just got pounded up there, right? I mean, at least I like a quarter just, of an inch. I think it stopped in Durham. Okay, so you yeah. guys didn't even get it. We got like a dusting of ice, but yeah. we got we, nothing down here. It was warm. Yeah, so if we can figure out a way to fix, you know, or not fix, but make healthier foods without impacting the planet. And yeah, that'll be dope, you know. Uh, yeah, so I, I root for those companies. I root for all the companies out there making alternatives to, you know. And it, for me, just to be clear, my biggest threat with the food industry is just the industrial part. Yeah. Like, there should never be a 20 pound turkey. It's just not a thing. No, or like a 12-legged turkey, right? There was the rumors back in the day that, like, KFC had this, like, genetically modified turkey that had 15 breasts and 37 drums and all this stuff. And obviously that's not entirely true. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, let's figure out how we make better food available to more people instead of how do we make the food that we just happen to already have more readily available. Like, let's, let's be a little bit smarter about this. Um, I think is really like the end goal. We need to look at the total impact of these different, you know, and I know people make the same argument when it comes to like, oh, if you switch to plants, you're going to have to do all this plant growing. It's like, yeah, but the impact of growing plants is significantly less than industrialized farming. That's and, and on top of it, you don't have animals that are having to suffer through horrible conditions or, you know, being slaughtered just so that they can be eaten. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. So, uh, let's, let's go with the innovation. I'm all for it. And I hope that we succeed. Next. All right. This next one. I, I, it might take a second, but I got to share this with you because I think you need to see this. <laughs> um, Dan Crenshaw. Some of you might remember Dan Crenshaw as the pirate Republican that um, was it uh, Pete Davidson teased on Saturday Night Live. And it essentially resulted in what you didn't like the term pirate Republican. I did um, not like that at all. Okay. Well, watch this video and then tell me what you think of Mr. Pirate Republican. Okay. Uh, said, quote, the most important thing here is that we have important hero archetypes that we look up to. Jesus is a hero archetype. Superman is a hero archetype. Real characters too. too. I could name a thousand. Rosa Parks, Ronald Reagan, end quote. Well, I'll help you. 
guys can ask questions about all of these things, and I will answer them. But don't question my faith. I don't question your faith if this is what you said. That's, I, I, I mean, you can read the quote again. But nowhere in that quote am I saying Jesus is not real. That's a ridiculous statement. Of course he's the son of God. Of course he's the son of God, and of course he's real. You can say two different things. You can say that on a podcast, and you can say this here. On the podcast, nobody would have understood it that way. I think you're twisting it that way. Which is not very Christian. Which is not very Christian. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. It's not. And I'm not going to have my faith question. I'm not going to have my faith question. Yeah, so basically he's at some, you know, Q&A thing. I don't know if you can hear it. Uh, but this girl, it says it's a, she's a 10-year-old girl. I don't think hey, she doesn't necessarily look like she's 10, maybe 12 or 13. Not that it really matters, right? She's a young girl. She's literally reading a quote where he said something to the effect of, we need superhero, like, archetypes, right? Jesus was a superhero archetype. Superman you know, is this like or, or hero archetype, right? Something it wasn't necessarily superhero. And she's like, I just I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that. Can you explain it? And his immediate response is, well, first off, put a period after Jesus and never question my faith. And the whole audience was like, dude, she's like a kid. What the fuck is your problem? Like she read your words back to you and asked you to comment on them. And instead of having any type of insightful, you know, response, you attacked her. And then, given the opportunity to go back and say, hey, you know, maybe that wasn't right, the asshole doubled down. Basically repeated himself, and he was like, look, just never question my faith. And I'm like, you don't get to just say that. That's not like a, oh, and that woman that just walked by, also fantastic. Anyways. Um, now, I'll can you hear it? No. I'll have no. to watch okay. that later. Yeah, please do, because he's, I mean, it's one of those things, right? I feel like Dan Crenshaw had an opportunity there when all of that stuff happened with Pete Davidson to essentially say, like, hey, guys, you know, I know everybody looks at Republicans as the big bad, but if if I'm not that guy, here's my platform, right? Here's what I stand for. And I, I just feel like ultimately, time and time again, he has proven himself to not really be any different than most of the other GOP candidates or members that we find ourselves dealing with on a daily basis. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have much to say about that. I think that the, um, it's disgusting. I, I literally heard, I was listening to, uh, the breakfast club and there was a conversation where, um, I guess some, some pastor at some Pentecostal church somewhere, put spit on somebody's eye i yeah i think you said that i watched that too i was like wow okay and then uh charlamagne the god was like you know basically saying you know would you cancel people in the bible and i'm paraphrasing because Mm -hmm. you know some of the things in the bible are they're uh, they're outdated and i just i keep finding myself in this really weird spot as a person of faith wondering what the actual hell is wrong with people that profess faith? And I didn't agree with anything the pastor did. I didn't see it as being wrong, but I think his what he what he did and what he was showing was kind of like you couldn't take a lesson out of that without thinking like 
you should be ashamed of what you did because I yeah. think in, in reality, yeah, you can go either way. This Crenshaw guy, and there's been a couple other people that have been saying these things that they try to connect it back to their faith, and it's actually just disgusting. Um, like I was thinking today, like about uh, the, the the church or the synagogue in Texas, where now granted the guy that uh, held the hostages is a Brit, and he I think he illegally arrived in the country two weeks ago. But it made me go back to like this this falsehood of American Christians, especially the Tiki Torch guys, that say they love God but they hate Jews. And it just it's just really like the, all those things combined just makes me wonder what do Americans truly believe, especially non-Jewish or Muslim or, or, or the people a part of the Christian faith? What do they really believe? Um, I get- And I guess my question is, like, why is it so offensive to you that some random person has, quote-unquote, questioned your faith? It's a a very good—I mean, people question Jesus' faith all the time. I am so glad you said that, because that's exactly where I was going. (laughs) Like, that was never—you would never hear Jesus say, Yo, motherfucker, don't you ever question my faith. That's my dad, you know? (laughs) That's that's my pops, man. (laughs) No, he was like— that's fine. I understand. You guys aren't all going to look at this the same way. What my goal is, is ultimately to prove over time that the words that I speak, I follow with my actions as well. Right. Well, the the reality is, and you know, for people listening, I've been saying this for a while now because it's actually more true than what I, when I first thought about it, people can have facts, but truth is immutable. It doesn't change. Like you can't deny truth. But facts are, they're, they're objective, but they can also be, the, they can be incorrect. Well, right, because you can take them, uh, context, right? We've talked about right. that a million times before, where it's like you take these little pieces of data, right? We talk about like numbers are bullshit. <laughs> right. You can pull stats out of sports or anything that you want, politics, in order to prove a point. Usually, if you look at the right data or you pull from a certain data set, you pull the right you know group of individuals, ultimately, to prove your point. Happens all the time in terms yeah. of research studies. But ultimately, like, what is the real truth there? that we all know and kind of understand in our hearts, right? I think that's what it kind of boils down to. I, yeah, I, I don't, I, and to the GOP part and like, oh my gosh. I mean, like I, as a former, like quote unquote conservative, even, I mean, I can look back, I'm going to, I'm actually going to, this is one of the articles I'm going to write about because it actually bothers me a lot. I haven't really had a way to, um, to put my like my thoughts together on this, but I think the GOP they use uh, like faith as a weapon, um, yeah. and I, I find that very disgusting. And I think that the you know the I just uh, yeah. So screw Dan Crenshaw. Like I mean, if he came at my kid, I don't know where her dad was, but he would have caught one for that. Like, yeah. real talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think you need to apologize. I, at the, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I think at the very least, I would have been waiting outside to say like, hey, motherfucker. Nah, I would have caught it. I would have caught it. No, right I mean, there, I, yeah. I know you would have, but I'm saying me personally, I'd have been like, all right. Just... <laughs> and I, I, I can't, 
I can't even say I would have given him an IGM because that goes like right in his eye thing again. I, I don't want. Yeah, do and that. I look. I mean, I know I called him a pirate Republican, and it's a, yeah, that's, it's a that's joke. Wrong. But at the same time, it's. I mean, to some degree, this dude's put himself out there at this point. Like he's yeah. he's embracing it as much <laughs> as anybody else, and so uh, I don't feel too bad about it. If you're gonna be a dick, then I get to call you a pirate Republican. That's next. That's basically what it boils down to. <laughs> Whoosh. All right, uh, this is another quick one. I got another shout-out to my daughter. She introduced me to this song called Unity by The Fat Rat. So for anybody out there that knows it, I don't know, it was on this game she was playing, and now I can't stop listening to it. It's up there with, like, the Peacemaker intro in terms of songs that I just have on on loop in my head. Dude, over, she over gets again. a slide because she's my little buddy. I know. Do not. I don't. I know. I know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's mostly because it's got these little like eight bit uh, music oh, okay. parts in it, and so it takes me back to like my my Nintendo days and that's dope. Really, but that's dope. I I respect that. It's the black light. Speaking <laughs> of my little buddy. Yeah, speaking of your little buddy. <laughs> All right, next. All right, uh, I was having a hard time falling asleep last night, in large part because I stumbled across this article on Joss Whedon. Um, so for those of you that remember, Joss Whedon is everything to feminism that we know. Um, we thought that Joss Whedon was this like upstanding feminist, right? Or, or not even feminist, but let's just say like somebody, right. It doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, basically got called out for a bunch of really shitty behavior in Hollywood by a whole bunch of different people, uh, has taken a backseat post Zack Snyder's, uh, or post the, you know, his bungling of the justice league stuff <laughs> after that but did this interview with variety where he's essentially like trying to reclaim some level of respect or you know position within hollywood community i don't know what his goal is with this it seems like part of it is he's like everybody's saying stuff about me so i feel like i have to straighten out the record or, you know clear the record um the majority of the stuff that he said in the interview was him just making excuses, basically saying, oh, I had a crappy life. And so, yeah, at times I took that out on other people. I'm sorry. Like, that's that's not you don't get to just like write that off and be like, oh, well, I, you know, my parents were my parents. Like he made some comment about, oh, there, you know, there wasn't an adult in the house that didn't have a drink in their hand by mid afternoon. And I'm like, no, but don't you find that kind of hypocritical with the, the big push on mental health and all the like it's a it's a very narrow way to look at that i would argue i guess where i draw the line is when you start um when you turn your you know, abuse or whatever it is that you've suffered through your life onto other people like sure. i just i think but it's a lot like i just i think but the context is important it doesn't excuse him from the behavior no but the context is important like, yes, I really no, you're absolutely right that's that's a fair point and i think my issue is it's not I feel like he's using it as an excuse without taking any real responsibility for it. And that's my opinion. That's, 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 that's what I'm reading from the context of the interview and stuff like right. that. I felt like a number of times he could have very easily taken responsibility for things that have been well documented and reported. And instead, like with the Gal Gadot, there was this argument that, he, that they got into. Um, apparently, everybody on Justice League hated him after working with Zack Snyder, in large part because they're two completely different styles of directors, right? right? Like, they said Snyder was this, uh, you know, like, everybody just ad-lib, come up with whatever dialogue you want. If it doesn't work, we'll reshoot the scene. Joss was like, no, I wrote all this stuff, and you're going to say it exactly the way I want. Well, I guess they got into some argument over some scene 
with her in it and he she feel she was like no he straight up threatened me basically like you know said something about tying her to a railroad track he's like oh no i use all this flowerly language and she's not english isn't her first language so it was obviously just a misunderstanding she's like motherfucker no i understood perfectly what you said don't you ever try to be like she didn't understand all right i this is going to be a rabbit hole because i wholeheartedly do not give two shakes about celebrities personalized i wholeheartedly think that we as a society have made these people so infallible yeah where we get shocked when they do human stuff and i, I just i don't care I, no and i but i will say that i think that was something that this article did a really good job of touching on you know like multiple people basically talked about how and not necessarily like through any direct fault of his own but that like joss whedon was basically put up on this pedestal and then it's like well where do you go from there you know ultimately and everybody's deifying you because they like the content that you create they overlook all of the shortcomings they're like well right. but he's this great creative genius right we have to understand that that's going to come with it but then in the end it's like that becomes too much like that you cross the line where you start abusing your power and using it to like influence not even like influence but to basically I, but like control I think, other people i think abuse okay that part i agree with but abuse is like there are people that should control like as employers of josh sweden yes they should they should be able to control that behavior absolutely the wb so, right like everything that yeah. happened basically while he was filming buffy was under happened while he was working for the wb like ultimately yes the wb bears some responsibility for that yeah 100 I mean, that would have snuffed it out as opposed to and that's why I, I just don't get gassing these people up i just I and mean, i'm not trying to i i just get confused it's like i don't like the guy not because of his personal stuff that has nothing to do with me right uh i just don't think he's that i don't think he's genius though. that's that's where i just kind of like get confused when people like we, I, like look at kanye west yeah. This dude, I mean, you Not look bad. at all the, all these people we gas up, and when they go off the rails, it's like you, the society crucifies them. But do you think that the, to some extent, like, that's what we're hoping for as yes, society, right? Yeah. Like, let's build these people up and then watch them fall. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I mean, I, I think it's just like a, a, a really weird part of human nature. but It know, is. I, I think you're right. Care. No, Next. I, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, last quick hit here. I know some of these haven't been that quick, but uh, this one I don't think will take very long. So last night on the Monday Night Football Manning cast, right, for the playoff game between the Gosh, Rams. I haven't watched that yet. I, want to I haven't there. either. I didn't watch it, but I saw a clip uh, on Twitter last night because they had my favorite, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, on, and they're sitting there chatting with him for a second, and all of a sudden Eli Manning is like, Dwayne, what is that behind you? Is that is that a dinosaur? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, that's Stan. He's like the most complete uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex skull ever found. It's pretty cool, huh? Like, the fuck? You just have a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex skull in your freaking house? Like, not even just in your house, but, like, very strategically well, positioned. But I know. Why not? I know he's the rock. Like, I get that. <laughs> this dude's got, like, he's basically made of money. So I don't know if you've heard about the whole, like, mystery behind this specific fossil but stan the t-rex was discovered in south dakota in like 1992 right it is to date the most complete tyrannosaurus rex fossil that they have ever discovered 
Um, it belonged to the Black Hills Institute for a long time, but which was a privately owned institute that recently went through a major upheaval of their board of members. And one of them essentially sued to force them to sell off their uh, fossils and other assets in order to liquidate him and pay him out because he was being forced out of the company. One of the fossils that got sold was Stan the T-Rex. It got sold at Christie's for almost $32 million dollars far exceeding any other price ever paid for a like any type of fossil to that point to a private collector that nobody knew at the time so now the internet's like did Dwayne the Rock Johnson buy a 32 million dollar <laughs> tyrannosaurus rex and then decide i'm going to keep most of this in storage somewhere i just wanted the skull so when i'm on the manning cast they're like is that a dinosaur behind you <laughs> Yeah, I. That is insane. I, I think that's dope. I will, and I've got to say this because it's been brewing. I don't like Vin Diesel. Oh, <laughs> nobody does. I mean, let's. All right, real quick, another quick hit. Vin Diesel's a fucking asshole. Like it is reported on multiple levels now. The full, the whole, Dwayne, my little brother. It's Yo. time to come back to the fast franchise i promised my dead friend that we'd make the best one in 10 and we can't do it without you and the rock's like i fucking hate that guy so much i can't believe he brought his kids he brought his dead friend he brought my kids into it like i swear if those dudes meet somewhere he's just gonna fucking rock bottom him right in the sidewalk I mean, that's, it's just so how, it just shows how much, like, irrelevant. I, I don't, like, I can't think of any uh, movies Vin Diesel's ever done where I'm like, yeah, that was dope. Guardians uh, I, of the Galaxy. Like I said. You um, know he did the voice of Groot, right? Like I said, I can't think of any movies that <laughs> Vin Diesel's done where I'm like, yeah, I want to see that again. Um, did you, real quick, did you know that somebody actually does the voice of Eagly on Peacemaker? Yes. <laughs> did you name your dog Doggy? <laughs> Sorry, we're going to get to that. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything yeah, else to I, add on that one? I, I just want to say, like, I really don't like Vin Diesel. Like, I don't I don't think he, like, number one, like, just finding out more, like, that whole thing with The Rock it just bothered me. But I will also say this at the same time. I think the movie, in my mind and heart, I've always wanted to see what The Rock do, is going to be Black Adam. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I meant to do this a few weeks ago. I was disappointed because the like the teaser trailer that they released isn't enough for us to really do like a full-on Chris and Andre show reaction video. We've talked about doing that. I wanted yeah. to find some of these things so that when they finally do release like the real, real trailer for Black Adam, do not watch it. We need to watch it on this show live together so we can because I am so fucking excited for that. I, I mean, think that is the I'm only gonna move. put it up there with Peacemaker. <laughs> No, I'm you're, sorry. I'm, you're, I'm you're, messing. I'm you're, you're killing that movie just like just to be like you know despite me. But I, I will say like I I don't think The Rock like I I can't think of a lot of movies where I've enjoyed like the entire movie. I like him. Yeah. I think he's a stand-up guy, and that's. Do you like my... Central Intelligence? No. Really? I thought it was funny, but it was kind of like 
I think The Rock can do so much more as an actor, if I'm being honest. That's like fair. I, I, well, and I, I think this is going to be a really good opportunity for that. Yeah, and that's this what is... I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and it's not that I don't think he's got the skill. I just think he's done, like, a lot of movies where it's, it doesn't really give him an opportunity to show more of the, just more of like his range as an actor. And I, and I think that yeah. every other movie he's been in has kind of been like this box of blah, blah, blah. Not saying they're not good movies or I didn't enjoy them. It's just kind of like, huh, you, you know, no, that makes sense. More. I hear you. Could have been more, but Vin Diesel, I just don't like him. Like, no. And I mean, what bloodshot was that one that he did oh, God, last that year? Was awful. I, and I had hope for that. I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as you did. But I've also, I think we've established at this point that I have much lower expectations for Dude, the comic pretty much is so, everything. But... The comic is so badass. And it's just I will like... say, I think the main reason that I actually liked that movie was because of Lamorne uh, Michaels. The, uh, hi, the guy who plays Winston Bishop from like New Girl. Yeah, he yeah. was the, the uh, developer from... <laughs> Who was writing the code yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, and that, so that seeing him that, in there, made all it, that made banter laugh. was pretty dope. But I thought he would have. I don't know. No, so last bit on Vin Diesel. I know somebody who has who knows somebody that works with him, right? Like a friend of a friend. Uh, it's closer than that, more like a relative of a friend. But okay. I know it's 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 all third hand at yeah. best, maybe fourth. I have heard he is a fucking dick like nobody likes working with him on set it's always just like i'm being digital i made fast and furious and that's pretty much it so well, fast and furious still sucks be careful man the first one was hard well i mean like no it was have you actually watched that <laughs> i know it are so bad <laughs> it's all it's all so bad I, we did we watched we had like a fast and furious marathon a few, like last year at some point it was mid-pandemic we didn't have anything else to do and i'm sorry they're all on somebody's plex server somewhere just saying here. collaboration synergy thinking outside the box raising the bar Breaking down silos, shifting the paradigm, <laughs> disrupting the market, business. I can't tell you enough how much I have disdain for that one bumper. Um, oh, the one way that we just listened to. Yeah, yeah. Do you want so, me to make a new one so you don't have to listen to it anymore? No, you're probably going to make it like 20 times worse. You're I gonna, might. Throw like, you throw like 15 more buzzwords in there. Just, <laughs> it's just like literally a... the same thing. I just added 15 more. <laughs> That's all it is. You want me to make a new one? I'll make a new one. All right. So uh, I'm going to kick things off in business this week because I have quite a tale to tell. Uh, let me start off by naming the defendant in this case. Oh, my gosh. Synchrony Bank. For those of you that don't know, Synchrony Bank is a financing company, a uh, credit company. They work with a lot of different brands to essentially provide their financing options and or store credit options. So Amazon, right? If you have an Amazon store card, that's managed through Synchrony Bank. Lowe's uh, Home Improvement, also managed through Synchrony Bank. Uh, let's see. There's lots of others, I know. Um, another one is Rooms to Go, right? It's funny that I mentioned these three in particular. I had a Lowe's card with Synchrony for like 15 years now. Mm -hmm. um, I've had an Amazon card uh, and been a Prime member for eight, nine, ten years, something like that now. 
both of my cards in general good standing. Um, like less than 10% balance on the credit line on each of them. Right. Good payment history. Uh, this weekend, we were buying some furniture for our house for rooms to go. And we went online, and I'm ordering, and I'm like, oh, cool. They offer either five-year financing, because I really want to pay off a couch over five years, or 24 months, right? No down payment, zero, zero percent. Yeah. yeah. Why not, right? Spread it out a little bit. No big deal. Apply for it. Cool. You get approved for more than you need. Great. Monday, I get an email from Lowe's. It's like, hey, don't forget, you need to pay, make this payment in a couple of days. I'm like, all right, cool. So I log in. Hey, this red alert notice at the top that says, hey, this account has been closed. Please continue to make payments until the balance is, is reached zero. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's kind of weird. No, it's not. It's fucked up. That's, that's, that's a little strange. So I call. So first off, this is great, right? I'm on the Lowe's website already, right? So I go to contact. I try chatting with the stupid robot thing. And it's, I'm like, why was my account closed? And it's like, oh, click here to find out more. And it's like a link. Why was my account closed? And I click it. And then it just says error in the chat message. I'm like, cool. Uh, so I call the number that's on the website. And they're like, you know, thanks for calling Synchrony Bank. Um, before we connect you to an operator, we have some exciting offers that we'd like to tell you about. <laughs> Please use your keypad to answer the following questions. And it's like, are you over 50 years old? Press one if yes, press no, press two if no. And I'm like, no, I'm not over 50 years old too. It's like, great, thank you for answering. You are being transferred now. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm skipping through, I'm going to Synchrony Bank. And it's like, thank you for contacting, you know, excess medical devices. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's like, it sounds like a are woman has me? picked up the phone. And I'm like, hello? And she's like, we really appreciate your time. You know, because of the answers that you question or the questions that you answered on the previous survey, you may qualify for a, you know, a special medical device at your home. And I'm like, what the actual fuck is going on here? I called to talk to my freaking credit card company because they closed my account and they're trying to sell me some like defibrillator <laughs> for my house. I don't even know. So I'm like, all right, screw it. Hang up. I look at the back of my card, my Lowe's card. I call the number on there, which is a completely different number, by the way. I'm right. like, so what the fuck is up with that? I finally get through to somebody, and she's like, well, we have a note on here that it was closed yesterday. I'm like, I didn't ask for it to be closed. And she's like, oh, no, we closed it. And I'm like, but why? And she's like, well, it doesn't say. And I'm like, we'll find out. She's like, but you will. You, there's a letter that's in the mail, and you should receive it in the next seven to ten business days. And I'm like, so I have to wait a week or two to find out why my credit card was closed? just randomly closed on my behalf uh, and she was like well i have the letter on file here but it, because it's confidential i'm not allowed to read it unless you give me permission to read it and i'm like you have my permission to read it okay great and it basically says like because of activity on your other synchrony accounts we've determined that you're at too high a risk to pay back the balance of this account and are closing it at this time again at lowe's i had a fifteen thousand dollar credit line and had a balance of less than $1,000 that was not overdue, like was up to date on all of its payments. On Amazon, I had a $1,500 credit or a $1,500 balance on a $4,000 line of credit. So it's not 10%. I realize I, I fucked that math yeah, up. Yeah, your math but, is not right. But again, 
in perfectly good standing. All minimum payments had been made in, in addition to other payments. Like I was paying off the balances of all these things. And then because apparently I opened a $4,500 line of credit through Rooms to Go to cover my furniture, which did not cost $4,500, by the way, but that was what the amount that they qualified for, so they gave it to me. They decided to just close all of my other Synchrony bank accounts. They closed my Amazon account, too. <laughs> these are accounts that I have had open for over 10 years each. Like, this is fucking up my credit score because these assholes approved me for a line of credit and then closed my other accounts that were already open. Instead of denying my line of credit for furniture, which I could have paid cash for. I only so did it because I'm, I'm it gonna, was available, right? No, like, I'm going to be a dick. Do it. Do it. Your first mistake was the credit card. You just should have paid cash for it. In my mind, I'm hearing everything you're saying. I'm like, I just would have paid cash for it. But if you have the option to pay something off 0% finance for, for 24 months. No. No? If, no, if I'm gonna, if I know that I'm gonna spend, let's say, three thousand dollars either now or twenty-four months from now, yeah, I'm just gonna spend it now and just buy it. We're not Look, buying three thousand dollars. You're you're spending now is worth more than the three thousand dollars you're spending twenty-four months from now. Inflation. Like in two years, a dollar will be le worth less then than it is now. So in theory, Man, you're paying. Your I'm just, take, dude, I'm this fucking financial math. Don't even start with me. I, the, I, if I had a concentration in finance and business management at the the North Carolina State University. I don't think <laughs> I like your attitude. No, I don't like it either. <laughs> I'm just telling you, like. I'm not saying what no, they did I, is right. No, I hear what you're saying, and and you're right. Like ultimately, I could have paid cash for it. I just was like, if I don't have to to fork over this cash right now, and again, right, my biggest issue is why did you approve me for a smaller no, they, line of they, credit and then turn around they and don't, close my other Chris, lines of credit? Chris, Christopher, they don't care. Mm. For them, for them, it's no. About I understand that. I'm well fucking aware. I'm just saying that as a financial institution you have literally lost one customer they don't care about one customer that's that's the issue that you're, you're failing like the way you okay. get around but how many listeners do we have sure i am and asking I would... each and every one of you to send me twenty dollars <laughs> no i'm not please don't send me twenty dollars i'm joking i just want people I, look ultimately I will be perfectly honest. The thing that pissed me off most was that they did not contact me about it. Right. So lack of, lack of if they had communicated with me before I logged in to make my payment, it would have been completely different. The people that I talked to on the phone, I want to be very clear. I was not abusive. I am. I am as somebody that did not do, you know, like phone support, but that work customer service. I have a I like to think that I have a, an appreciation for what people are going through. Right. And so I called and I'm like, look. This happened. I'm just trying to figure out why. Like, why did you guys close my account here? And what was most frustrating was that even when I was forwarded to a supervisor, and then that supervisor, supervisor, they couldn't explain to me why. They basically said, we only work on the low side of, of Synchrony Bank, and we don't have access to the information in terms of we'll where find the decision somebody was that's made. Get, find the only, that's the only way that they say that I can get that answer is to write a physical letter and send it to them in the mail or fax it to them. I'm sorry. What fucking century do we live in <laughs> that you still have a goddamn fucking active fax machine at Synchrony Bank? I swear to Christ. You gave me that fax number. You are going to fucking regret it. I am going to send you 
fucking faxes for the next 50 years. Every fucking day, you are going to receive a fax from me that says, Synchrony Bank can literally go fuck itself. Signed officially, Christopher John Robert Smith, the Duke of Catherineburg, Esquire. Fuck. Oh, man. I'm pissed. I mean, I know you can tell, but like this shit, I, I spent <laughs> so much time yesterday going through this. And when I finally got the the answers, I was like, fine, fuck it. I'm paying off the rooms to go stuff. Uh, my other accounts are closed. They're paid off. I will literally never yeah, open that's... another Synchrony Bank account. That's it. And I know that they don't care. But my goal is that also every fucking individual that I interact with, that it, if money, the word money is mentioned. I'm saying, you know, you want to hear something funny about money? <laughs> don't ever work with Synchrony Bank. <laughs> but people don't know. I the don't average, care. I know, average, I, but I'm, it, I'm, that's going to be my fucking mission in life mission from now on. Yeah. I am taking down Synchrony Bank. <laughs> Motherfuckers, I'm coming for you. You done fucked with the wrong person. And I'm, I'm like, this was not the time of all the fucking Mondays to decide that you were going to close my Amazon and I'm in the middle of a goddamn fucking house renovation and you're closing my fucking Lowe's account. All right, cool. Home Depot's my new favorite fucking store. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. This is not just about synchrony. Every single company that works with Synchrony needs to consider what kind of fucking company they're working with. I'm sorry. I know I know that I'm angry, but it's it's there is absolutely no reason that there couldn't have been some form of communication to say, Mr. Smith, because of your application here, we have decided that in the next ten days we're closing these accounts. Please so contact you, you us if you feel understand, that that's not right. You understand the, the price you're paying on credit and the interest you're paying that it's all about a deal of not having to handle the processing for that store, right? Yes, I do. I do. So 100%. And it's so but, again, but again, right? It's it to me, if you are if you're the CEO or the financial person at Lowe's and all you're hearing is that the financing company that you're working through is literally preventing your customers from coming and buying more stuff at your store. Do oh, you sure. want to work I, with I that, that bank? I mean, that's that's part of what I don't understand. Like, but I'm I'm just telling you, like, I think this is just me being me. I would have yeah. paid for it in cash. Well, yes, I fucking get that, Andre. I'm not. <laughs> I would have never. You're saying it like you've never fucking bought something on financing, like you've never financed a purchase. I Don't. over the last fifteen Don't. years, over the Stop. last ten or fifteen. No, hear me out. Over the last ten or fifteen years, it's like probably less than two percent of what I buy is ever on financing. Sure, and I I get that. Like. I, I, and I'm so not, I'm not I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying like sounded like you were. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're going to use credit, just have a credit card that has the balance that you need, right? Sure. Like I don't I don't like store credit cards. I don't like credit cards in general. I sure as hell don't like store credit cards, um, and I rarely use credit because I just know that it's just not the game I want to play. Yeah. Um, I and I, I'm just I'm I'm saying in hindsight. No, yeah, I, I look, I understand, right? I think part of it is that my my theory on credit is this, right? Would I ever want to pay like 8% for a pizza? <laughs> like, no, no, but that's not to me that's not the point, right? The point yeah. of credit you're not paying 8% if you pay it off at the end of the month, right? Oh, sure. And that's 
that's where I look at credit in two ways. One, as a way of building your own credit score, right? If you maintain a low balance and pay it off every month on your credit cards, that's a that's a really good way to build positive credit score or to help rebuild a negative credit score, right? Or a lower or, credit or score. Or to and to also like on the flip side or the actual in parallel to increase your debt load. And that's where people get in trouble. Right? Sure. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. People over leverage themselves in those positions. They put way more on the cards than they can pay off at the end of the month. And then they're like, oh, shit, well, now I'm paying 20%. Fuck 8%. Or imagine, or imagine if they buy a house, right? They have great credit and they, they're house poor. And I, I think things like that, and I'm not trying to knock you. I'm just saying in general, I think financial literacy is something that a lot of people are illiterate in. Yeah. Just because you can buy a $600,000 house doesn't mean you can afford to live right. in a $600,000 house. You can buy Just because anything. you got approved for $600,000 <laughs> doesn't mean you need to spend $600,000. No, it doesn't mean you can afford it. Well, right? but that's what that's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah. Right? Like the yeah. bank is saying, here, we'll give you $600,000. That doesn't mean, well, now I need to go buy a house at $600,000, right? Right. If they're saying right. you're approved for that, okay, great. I know I've got a little bit of wiggle room, but I should be aiming for something that's affordable where at the end of the, at the, end of the day, right, I can manage that monthly payment. As a realtor, I would I would often meet people that would you know I would, I would sit down and talk to them and say hey so what do you like to do in your spare time oh we'd like to go out to eat we'd like to go on vacations we'd like to go to movies <laughs> and then like they go, they they want to look at a house that's like a you know a, a buck and buck and a half over their what they can afford I'm like or what they can truly afford right yeah. at the top end of their approval I'm like remember when you said you used to like to go out to eat <laughs> that's not happening anymore. <laughs> You're not, you're not going out to eat in that neighborhood. You're barely even going to stay home and eat. <laughs> you're going to have a house with no curtains. So, so that's how I look at it. So I'm, I'm not being a very. I, uh, I think it's, I think it's funny, but like, <laughs> I, it is. I mean, that's the reason I shared the story, right? Like at the end of the day, I, like there is an element of humor in this. Yeah, I, I was sitting here laughing, going because I hung up with the first girl, and I'm like, this is. <laughs> stupid this is so fucking stupid like who does this so i call yeah, back but the worst thing to do is like when you you close the account and you say here's my final payment right yeah. I, I remember the first car i went to go buy and um i was like first branding car was probably 20 or 21 and um it was like a nissan altima right like at the time like seventeen thousand or eighteen thousand yeah. dollars or something like that. I'm like, all right, that's cool, you know, just a second car. And we're talking like ninety something. So it, so it wasn't like uh it was a nicer like yeah second car, right? Man, these idiots trying to get me to buy like a thirty seven thousand dollar Nissan Maxima. I'm like, yeah. oh, dude <laughs> like do you understand I came in here for a second car. Like right. Not only that, but you've more than doubled the price that I was looking at. <laughs> yeah, like, like, get the no. fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, what are we doing? I was like, no, but you can afford this. I'm like, no, I, I'm sure I can, but I don't want to pay that much right. for a car yeah. that's just going to sit in my, my driveway. Yeah, that's fucking... So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, I do. Like, I, I get that. Um, yeah, I, look, I... Obviously, I've learned, right, from this scenario, I'm not going yeah. to be doing store credit cards going forward, and that's fine. It's just it, it's just disappointing, I think, more than It's anything. frustrating. It I is. get it. Yeah. 
Yeah. At, at the end of the day, you close a card and then you just spend cash on it the, re- the next time or you use yeah. the main credit card. I think, like, where I got a little bit, where I think I got mostly frustrated, again, aside from the lack of communication. But they got you, though. They got you because they, they tricked you with the two years. But think about the math here. Yeah. Two years, zero interest. Yeah. You're going to spend $3,000 on the front end or the back end. Yeah. Do so you I, have three thousand dollars? Right. Yes. You, you see my point. That, I still so argue like, that my three thousand dollars now is going to. I I can invest my three thousand dollars now and make interest off it and pay it off in twenty four months. Whereas, I'm just from a from a strict financial literacy standpoint, I do believe that it makes more sense to take the zero percent financing and pay it off simply because it gives you more liquidity. But I understand exactly what you're saying, right? That it is what it's that's not what most people do. They say, I can't afford to pay this right now, so I'm going to get credit to pay it off over the next twenty four months. That's right. not what you need to be doing. This was more in my mind looking at it going, Do I want to spend three grand now or do I want to spend three grand over the next two years? I decided in that moment that I thought it was going to be more advantageous to advantageous to do it over three years and obviously i got or two years i got fucked in the ass on like i mean i, I didn't it's... it didn't work out so I, I lost like i lost and i just more than anything i think i want people to understand right uh out there that the individual things that you do when you're buying from one store have the ability to impact you at other stores this was not something that i thought was going to happen you know i didn't think i thought when i saw that synchrony bank was the one that was offering through rooms to go i'm like hey that's great i have a good working relationship with them i don't think i'll have any problem getting credit from them and i didn't at first (laughs) (laughs) and i do i mean they got me right they were like dude 4500 bucks take it oh by the way we're closing all this other shit you need to pay it off I was like, all right, well, cool. I'll just pay it all Man, off. And y'all but you know what's weird, though? Like, you got 15K. Yeah. And they're they're willing to lose that account for 4500 For $4,500. That's what I don't get. That's what I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. And nobody could explain to me. They were they were looking at it like, yeah. well, that doesn't usually happen like that. So I don't say, you know, but they couldn't tell. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'm just done. <laughs> like, so anyways. That was fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, so this is a, a little crossover, uh, between a plug and a story. Um, so a couple of weeks, no, it was last year, end of last year, uh, Tidal Creek, uh, co-op market down here in Wilmington. It's an amazing place. Lots of great vegan options. Uh, very hippie, but very cool. Uh, every Saturday, most, almost every Saturday, they do a farmer's market in the little like pavilion area that's outside the store. And they have a lot right. of different local vendors and stuff that come by. Christy and I went up there a couple of weeks ago. Kind Cultures, who does cashew-based cheeses down here, absolutely yeah, yeah. spectacular. They're there. They also sell at Tidal Creek Co-op. If you haven't tried their cheese and you're vegan, I highly recommend it. Um, but what caught my eye was this guy that had a little table set up for Persephone's Farm. And he was selling CBD tinctures and other products and stuff like that. And so I walked over and was chatting with him for a minute. Um and he's showing me all the stuff that he's got. And he's like, yeah, we locally grow here. We have a, you know, a small greenhouse where we're currently working. We've got about three or four strains. We just started out you know, a few years ago when CBD became legal. We applied for our license and we've been growing, but we're starting to expand to more stores. He had some pre-rolled cones and stuff there. He also had some of the actual like flour and the tinctures. I, brought, I bought a couple of the pre-rolled cones. He had um, – He's doing a deal. He was like, normally I do three for 20, but today it's four for 20. And I'm like, fuck you. You do four for 20 every day. Four 20. Yeah. Come on. Um, oh, and, I, I, I yeah. 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 And so I bought four. Um, and it's one of those <laughs> things. 
Yeah, for twenty. <laughs> and I I came home and I they kind of sat there for a while and I'm like I bet that tastes like shit. I bet you smoke it and you're just like, why did I do that? I kind of was like, all right, I, you know, one night I'm like I was having trouble sleeping. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try this. He said it's supposed to be good for helping you to relax. I smoked a little bit and I was like, oh, this is interesting. It was just like a very slight. It was you know it wasn't like this massive. I was like. I was just kind of like relaxed. I laid down in bed. I fell asleep like 10 minutes later. That's dope. I have been really enjoying this. I went back. I bought some more from him, just straight flour. Um, it's really interesting. I mean, the stuff looks like weed. You know, like I think I showed you a, like one of the nuggets earlier. Like, I don't know how if I'm driving in the car with this stuff and get pulled over and I'm like, no, dude, it's CBD. And the cop's going to be like, nah, dude, you're going to jail. Like, you know, that's, I'm kind of like, I don't know this whole deal. Like buying from this guy was even kind of, cause I, I messaged him on Instagram to find out where else he was selling. If there was anywhere closer down here or any of the other stores. And he was like, well, yeah, I got these other stores, but I can also meet you. Like I live over here. And so, you know, near in this area, I can meet you somewhere there. So I met up with him, but it was like, you know, well, how much for an ounce? Like, it was literally like doing a weed deal. It was really weird. Uh, in fact, the funny story, he's like, well, I'm going to this, to Hometown Vape, you know, one of the stores that carries my stuff. I'll be there about one o'clock if you want to meet me there. And I'm like, cool. So, like, I pull up and I'm like in the parking lot and I'm like sitting there for a minute. I got there a couple minutes early and I'm like listening to the radio or whatever. And it's like one o'clock and I'm like looking around. And I'm like, I don't see him. And it's like 105 and I'm like, Hey man, I'm out front in the red Toyota Tacoma. Just let me know whenever you're here. 20 minutes later, I'm like, God, this dude's worse than a weed dealer. Like, <laughs> fuck. Where is this guy? And like, finally I messaged him and I'm like, all right, man, like I got some other stuff I got to do. If it's going to be a while, I can come meet you up here. And like no response. So I'm like getting ready to leave. And a guy walks out of the store and gets into the car next to me. And all of a sudden I start getting these messages. Like I was in the store the whole time. I thought you were just going to come in. Where are you now? And he's like oh, literally right. in the car right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of looked over and like, oh, and it got out. So I chatted with him for a few minutes. I believe his name's Joseph. Joe. Uh, he didn't specify which one he goes by. So I'm just going to assume that he'd let me call him Joe. Um, really nice guy. Uh, you know, like I said, said that he had gotten into this a few years ago. Um, just really nice product. Like I, I was I was very pleasantly surprised. CBD is one of those things that I've tried tinctures. They work sometimes for me, but not generally. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was, I, I would, yeah. If you're interested in trying this stuff, not you specifically, because I know it's not really your bag. Yeah, um, but, thing, yeah. but those people out there, if CBD is something that you're interested in, you haven't liked the tinctures, you don't like the flavors and stuff like that. Uh, if you're in the Wilmington area, I highly recommend reaching out to Persephone's Farm on Instagram. Um, really nice guy, very good company, uh, cool products and stuff like that. So just wanted to give them a bit of a shout out on that. Yeah, I don't. That's not my bag. So um, okay, Austin well, Powers. I'm just saying, yo, uh, that whole thing sounds like that whole experience. I would have got arrested like four times. Probably <laughs> like, you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm good, man. Like... <laughs> nah, I I get it. I know people like the blaze, and um, I mean, CBD is like the vegan weed. I guess that's mm. pretty much what it is. No, it's um, Bud Light. <laughs> oh. I see, I see what you did there. Yeah, I I just I, I just don't partake, man. And God bless people that do. Um, well, thank you. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me give me my uh, my alcoholic beverage, and I'm okay. Um, but yeah, I mean that's dope. I I don't 
I don't know what my deal is with. Um, I guess I, I just, I'm just hesitant to be like pro anything because I see that the neighborhoods that typically get impacted by this stuff are the ones that have the hardest time bouncing back, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, everybody do you, but think about what that's going to be like for everybody else. Like, I, I was. I've been hearing a lot about meth and how meth is like really tearing up the southeast. Yeah, this stuff's great. Yeah, I've no, 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 meth. I'm sorry, you said meth. I just said math. Tearing up the southeast. <laughs> yeah, well, math is only tearing up the southeast in like uh, redistricting. Yeah. Um, sorry. So, um, no, you're right. I mean, like um, the the communities that get impacted. We've talked about this before in our debate again on the legalization of marijuana. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you're at, you make really good points with that. You know, that there, if that's something that ultimately goes through, there needs to be a ton of work done to understand how do we put the programs and things in place to help that work. Yeah. That work that absolutely work. Right. I mean, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not bashing like, uh, like methadone clinics, right. Uh, people yeah. who are suffering from heroin and opiate addiction, right. That's something where, yeah, maybe methadone isn't like the best solution, but it's a stepping stone. And so, uh, you know, like, but it provides some level of help, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. And so making I, sure that that there's I, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not saying that we should legalize weed and then be like, hey, to get off weed, smoke CBD. Right. Like <laughs> that's I, I, I'm not saying like legalize heroin and then just give people methadone to feel better when they're coming down. Uh, I, I'm. I don't know. It's one of those things where I think I, I still struggle sometimes when I see that certain things have been chosen or deemed legal, right? Where you say that alcohol and cigarettes and, you know, certain other, even, you know, ca caffeine, right? It's, there are certain well, things. Well, the, the legality of uh, of marijuana goes back to like the 20s and 30s. I watched this yeah. thing where it kind of, and I, and I get that. But on that, on that aspect, I'm not, I'm not picking the fight. Right. My fight is for lower income neighborhoods and communities they suffer more when we do these things that's all i'm saying i don't but care those, those but those neighborhoods also suffer from alcohol right and sure like that but, that has a huge impact there too and i and i'm but, not i'm not saying that to discount or say like everything that has a bad impact should just be legal but just to say like we've made a decision at some point in our lives as a society that we're like oh it's okay to get drunk but it's not okay to get high like I, that's where I I, I, don't, I have I don't, a hard time I, drawing the line. I don't know if I necessarily two. like that argument because even with the 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 alcohol thing, if you go back to the like to the to the neighborhoods back in the eighties and seventies, you had like the Schlitz malt liquor like advertisements. Yeah. It wasn't like th these things were not marketed in these communities the same way they were marketed in the suburbs. I period. agree. No, I I but my point is simply that we've decided that some things are okay while others aren't. On, on a what feels like a completely arbitrary basis that somebody in the 20s, very specifically the guy that J. Edgar Hoover put in charge of the drug program, didn't like marijuana. So what did well, he do? It's because he they, lost pro massive... they lost, they lost yeah, prohibition. They lost prohibition. So they turned around and tried to find something else that they could arrest but people they, for. They which actually all goes back to putting fucking they, people in jail for no goddamn good reason. They focused marijuana usage on, on uh, uh, Hispanics, primarily yes, Mexicans. Which is why it became marijuana instead of cannabis cannabis right 
So, so I get all that. I, I don't. I'm not trying to. I, I know I, you're not. I, I'm not pro one way or the other. I'm just saying, like at the end of the day, whatever we decide to do, like we have to think about communities that may not be as. Like we're sitting. We're. I'm laughing at you because you had a credit card closed. Yeah. <laughs> because you can't go shopping, right? Yeah. Like, my wife and I. No, I a, get that's a first world problem. It's yeah. not. I am not, I am not right. Like this wasn't like my personal credit card that I use every month to buy groceries for my family. And now that it's been closed, I'm screwed. I understand that, you know, and I, you're absolutely right that it is, it's it's not the same level. Uh, It's, this is my personal frustration, right? This is like, just like I'm frustrated (laughs) now because my wife is legit telling me like uh, she went to the grocery store yesterday and she's like, I paid like almost 80 cents more for oil, cooking oil. I'm like, for real? <laughs> like, and I don't, I don't, we, we kind of don't go grocery shopping together all the time. But when I go grocery shopping, I buy what I want to buy or I need to buy at the time. I don't yeah. really care about the price. Um, I am the exact same way. My wife is not that way. She's going to tell me exactly how much more it costs. And I'm like, oh, so I need to up the budget, like, you know, $40 or $80. And I, I don't really, it's, so we have different problems than a lot of other people. And I'm right. grateful for that. But I'm also not um, insensitive to the fact that um, other people aren't as fortunate. And like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, at a crappy, the hibachi grill and carry, it sucks. It's a Chinese buffet with a Japanese name, which really pisses me off, and the food is awful. But not a table was empty. So we're fortunate and I, I, I'm grateful, but at the same time, I, I also have to think in like, you know, realistic terms, but I mean, we take one, we, we take one drug, we, and we, we swap it for another one. We, we take one action, we swap it for another one, kind of like betting. Yeah, I like the segue there. Very yeah. nice, sir. Yes. Um, so as I mentioned previously, watched a decent amount of playoff football this weekend. And what was the other thing that I was really complaining about earlier? Was it oh Tom Brady? To. That's right, it was you, Tom Brady. You turn, oh, you're turning into me. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, maybe that's old man yelling at the clouds. Yeah, no. Uh, how dare you, NFL, decide to start making gambling legal? Um, no, so I guess I have a couple of questions about this. Uh, first off, if you didn't watch the playoffs this weekend, or you haven't been watching the NFL generally most of the year. All you see in every – I shouldn't say all, but almost every single commercial break features at least one. There are two out, of three, two out of three ads are going to be uh, a betting ad. Yeah. So the two that I've seen the most are Jamie Foxx promoting MGM and uh, – what's his name? Uh, uh, the guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm. J.B. Smoove, who is doing the Caesars uh, Sportsbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Neither of those commercials are good, by the way. Neither, neither of them are clever. They're not good commercials. They're both just – garbage um my real issue is that the nfl has apparently after years i mean decades of doing everything they could to keep sports uh, gambling out of their sport apparently moved the raiders to las vegas and we're just like fuck it let's roll like no it wasn't that it was like internet it was the internet gambling legislation passed by a vast majority of the states not including north carolina North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so that's the other thing I'm trying to understand, right? You have these online betting apps. Can I download MGM app and bet yeah. here in North Carolina? You probably can. Is it legal for me to do that? Probably isn't, but you can actually get a VPN and pretend like you're in uh, Connecticut or wherever Connecticut it is. Or yeah. Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Why would I so, pretend to be in Jersey? I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a place. Fucking armpit. <laughs> so, and I, I, uh, pardon me. I, I don't have a, um, actually I do have a thought on that. My thought is the states where they've legalized not just gambling, but lotteries, mm -hmm. North Carolina being one of them, all predominantly GOP states. I hate to say it. Actually, I don't. It's a fact. And they don't care about their constituents. Sure. But every commercial you see after a lottery commercial, like you'll see like probably two commercials afterwards. It'll be like a gambling helpline where they put it yep. on the bottom of the uh, of of the ad. In, in oh, North you mean Carolina. like drink responsibly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gamble responsibly, which will literally yeah. be the tagline for every freaking gambling ad for now into perpetuity. And apparently that absolves them of any like you know guilt or responsibility or anything like that we told people to gamble responsibly okay we told them to drink responsibly it's not our fault well that now they have a don't drive when high commercial so like i love that commercial are, by the way i, I think that's in a car all the time you can run but you can't drive high <laughs> why do they have to make it a country song I, I I sing along with it in the car every time it comes on. <laughs> I just I don't know. I, I just I just can't, man. I I think that um, <laughs> I think politicians are 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 stupid. Yeah. Like well, I, I'm just I'm just really getting to a point where like uh, like for example, Tim Ryan says the Democrats. Who's a Democrat? Dem Democrats can't get out of their own way. I'm going to circle back around and say this. Look, we're still dicking around with voting rights at a federal level. Yep. And most of the changes in voting rights have happened at a state level. Yeah. And everybody and their mother keeps caring about what happens at it. I don't give a shit what happens at a federal level. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit because, like, these are things that that slip through. Gambling. Right. Yeah. Think about the the irony of this. We were, there are more gambling commercials when inflation's high. People on un, unemployment is nominally low. It right. depends on if you start to dig into the numbers. If you look at people that stop looking for jobs, but if you start digging through the numbers, it's not really that low. Um, it, it just it's it's just stupidity. I, I do. I, I hate to say that Americans are stupid, but I'm starting to think Americans are stupid. Like we cannot play three card Monty and win one hand. The dealer's not even, even giving us a free hand to win. The We're dealer like, doesn't yeah. even have a queen on the board. <laughs> like that's the problem. They're literally shuffling three cards. We can't win. I mean, like that's that's the that's ultimately like we're playing against a stack deck here because until we are able to, in my mind, you know, reform campaign financing and make it so that it's not just to the highest bidder goes the vote 
I don't know how else we fix this. Like people, politicians are going to do what they need to do to get elected. That means that they have to court high dollar dollar donors or a la Bernie Sanders, try to collect small amounts from lots of different people. But the problem is, is that ultimately like, and, and I hear you on like Bernie. I know that from your standpoint with Bernie and them, like dude had plenty of money, didn't get, you know, over the hump. So that's part of it. But I do still think that there is just an element of it where at the end of the day, right, if you're taking $150,000 from some corporation that's backing you for your gig, when you get into that role, they're expecting something, right? That's, that is a, that is a quid, quid pro quo, even if it's never spoken aloud. When right. that company's yeah. time comes, somebody's going to reach out and they're going to say, hey, remember? And you'll say, oh, shit. Right. Even if you didn't think in that moment, like I'm going to have to bend over backwards when that moment comes that nine out of ten of those fucking politicians, probably ninety nine out of a hundred sit there and go, ah, oh, shit, I really got to do what they want me to do, don't I? And it's not about your constituents. How do we let that occur in this country? Like, how did we get to the point where we just sold our politicians to the highest bidder and said, we don't want you to represent us anymore? Because that's what it feels. I know that we like we didn't do it, but we've allowed it to get to that point now through you know super PACs and corporations or people when it comes to donate only when it comes to donating to campaigns. When it comes to finance or taxes, no, 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 no. Corporations aren't people. We can't tax them at thirty five percent. God forbid they pay a fair rate of taxes. I, sorry, I'm obviously worked up tonight on some of this stuff. No, and, and that's okay. I, I think that my point. Like, I, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but um, I, I've heard this theory about the psyops that they use in Russia, especially with um, how they take down governments and, and they start to influence societies. I have this funny feeling like we're as a country, we're not far off, far off from Russia and China. Yeah. We're just like too slow to either admit it or acknowledge it. Yeah. Like. There is a uh, there there is a group of people for whatever reason we 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 gift them the influence in the country and like people they abdicated their their responsibility a long time ago and these people are leading us into this abyss that it's going to be like crazy just to get out of. Yeah. Uh, like the controls that we we talk about with like communist countries, we have the same controls. Yeah, we you're absolutely right. I mean, and that's that's again where these arguments about oh, socialism, communism, like yeah, dude, fucking pay attention, right? We yeah. are not that different from those other countries. At the end of the day, I think part of it comes back to this belief of American exceptionalism, right? That which is at, false. It doesn't matter what we do; whatever we've done is the best. You know, like Dude, that's, that's the Putin stupidest. is legit flexing on the Ukrainian border right now. Yeah, because what and, else is? And, I mean, like, what are we gonna do and, about it? And I don't think anybody's even like really thinking about like the implications of if he sends like five hundred troops into the Ukraine. Yep. Then a thousand. And then fifteen hundred. Yeah. Like, what's gonna happen? Like, those are things where like the average person is. Uh, they just don't think about like the, the, and I'm not saying this. Well, I, I'm saying like the country's not a bad place, but we're we're super like confused on our our like what we do and what we stand for. Yeah, we think we're better than Russia, but to be fair, 
there hasn't been a president since, unfortunately, Ronald Reagan that's actually stood up against Russia, stood up to Russia. And to be fair, the president is not a very important person in like our day-to-day lives. Right. But we spend a lot of energy there. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I think that our, our focus is on the wrong things for the wrong reasons. Like, like I, I don't care about like, to be honest, Joe Biden doesn't make me eat. No, oh. Joe Biden's not deciding whether or not I get a paycheck at the end of the week. Right. He's right. not even deciding how much my paycheck is worth. Like, it's the like new Joe year. Biden I just too. got my new paycheck. It's a little bit lower than it was last year because my taxes went up ever so slightly. Like, yeah, literally, I, like, $5. I, I'm not concerned about um, – what, what is that stupid thing I, I heard the other day? I was just – I almost threw up. I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, oh, the, the jobs numbers from Friday, right? Yeah. The Biden administration, the, the Trump administration, the Obama administration – Bush, Clinton, none of these people have ever added a job to the U.S. economy. Ever. Right. Ever, 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 nor will they ever. But they're the ones who get credit for it. For what? For being in charge while it happened. Being in charge of what? Uh, for sitting in a chair while it happened. How's that? For holding office, national- right? Like, that's what it essentially boils down to. Congratulations to Joe Biden for creating... You know, 5 million jobs this quarter. It's a record. It's the most jobs ever created in American history. No shit, because we got more companies than we've ever had in American history. The fact, the way that we do these stupid fucking numbers and shit like that, it drives me nuts. Like, we're not, like, and I understand, not everybody picks up on it, right? People hear that shit, and it's like, oh, this is great, you know, like, I'm sorry, that fucking guy. I got 80, you know, 75 million votes, 78 million votes, more than any president ever. Yeah, but you didn't uh, get I mean, more than the person you ran against, you dumb yeah. fuck. <laughs> like, that's where you fucking <laughs> missed it. You dumb fucking idiot. If the goal was to get more votes than anybody had ever gotten before this election, you'd have won. But you done but but his his statement wasn't false. I got more votes than any other sitting president. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You did. <laughs> it still wasn't enough, but good for you. Like I mean, this coming from the crowd that hates participation trophies, right? I know. <laughs> Yet they will defend this moron while he argues that his inauguration crowd was the largest ever. I'm sorry, oh, but that's that. Not even that. You know what? It does. Like it goes back to when they first asked him in 2015, "Will you accept the results of the election, no matter how they come out?" And he never fucking did. And it was from that moment on that I knew personally that motherfucker was never to be trusted. Well, I'll tell you what. I will say this. I think comedians should stop clowning people. So I watched this. Uh, oh, you, so- yeah. <laughs> Like I watched a roast of Donald Trump, like on on YouTube from the Comedy Central. Yep. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, comedians, <laughs> they're like going to destroy our country. <laughs> like, and there's another comedian that that roasted somebody else. I, I have to go look it up, but I'm starting to notice when people get clowned in public, they they achieve extraordinary things. <laughs> so. Like Obama clown Trump, uh, I can't remember who the other person was that clown Trump at a, a comedy. He was he literally went to Comedy Central to get roasted. Yeah, 
Well, but that's the whole thing, right? Like Trump goes thinking that everybody's going to be really nice to him. What are they going to say about me? I'm the greatest guy ever, right? They they can't say no. anything mean about me. And then they show up and they're like, dude, you wear a fucking like pelt on your forehead. You look like a, an orange Julius that, you know, fell on the floor. Like, what the fuck? Be, I, like he came up, my wife and I were having lunch today. And um, like he came up again because I guess he's he's setting himself up for 2022, 2024. Yeah. Um, I actually hate him. Like, it's, I'm okay it's, with. It's really hard not to at this point. I, mean, I, I really, I I think he he's very akin to like a, a Hitler Mussolini type dude. Like, and I know people push back on me when I say that. I'm like, yeah, but I know a lot of people from like Venezuela and yeah. Cuba, and I, to be fair, like Castro was loved by the people until like the people couldn't get toilet paper. Right. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, the, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I, and I always tell my friends that are from those countries, I'm like, that would never happen in America because what we would do is, like, I'd take a bullet to, like, like, I could probably get to that dude before, like, that became a permanent thing. But I think I, the question becomes, are there enough people in this country to do that? Oh, oh, true that. Yeah. Right. Like, like hands down. Yeah. Um, like, and, and where we stand right now is kind of scary because it sounds, it feels like from the outside sometimes like, man, there might be just as many will as many people willing to throw this country under the bus to put that guy back in charge. I, but I think those people, I, I don't think, nor do I believe that the people that, um, support Donald Trump, like really support Donald Trump. I think they support an idea. I, I hear you and on that, that right? Think, I mean, he I had his rally and got in trouble that, for it, right? Did you read yeah. the QAnon comments as he was doing his Arizona rally? No. And they were no. just like, ah, oh, it's more of the same old, same old, nothing new. Someone's like, that's not even the real president. That's a double. Uh, they were questioning whether or not because the flags that were posted on the stage didn't have the gilded edge, that that meant that he was now back in charge. Yeah, I mean, this is the crazy bullshit that the QAnon community continues to believe in anyways. But apparently by the end of it, because he said absolutely nothing new and just continued to regurgitate the same bullshit that he said for the last two years, they were like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I think he's got a stiffy for DeSantis because... Uh, yeah, because DeSantis is Trump from four years ago. Yep, and he, that's where it's... He doesn't have an insurrection I, on his hands like somebody does, right? I mean, that's yeah. basically like Trump is DeSantis minus the insurrection baggage. He's anti-mask. Yeah. He's anti-mandate. He's But DeSantis is a piece of shit. He too. is. Oh, I mean, my hope is that those two devour each other in the next couple oh, year or so and just completely destroy both of them. Like – and take well, most of the GOP with them, please, at this that, point. That's not, it's not I know that's not going to happen, but it's a wishful thinking, all right? The GOP is on this I, – I don't know what they're on, but I I, I cannot <laughs> – I wish. Um, I cannot with uh, – like, I just can't. I, I, I'm just like, I don't understand what they stand for. Like I'm, I'm all about you know being pro business, but businesses should be ethical. Yes, like, I really believe that. Um, I'm for smaller, efficient government. I'm not for like no government because I don't trust like everybody else. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, 
So, but but I also don't think it's everything's a federal problem, right? Yeah. And I and I think that's where like my struggle is. It's like, well, I don't really respect any representative or senator. I really don't. I do not. I cannot. I will not. Because so, they're all full of shit. I almost feel like what we need is a flowchart for all of these things, right? Like, to understand where is this best solved, right? And the first question is, is it best solved at the federal level? Yes. There is no yes option. It's just always no. And that goes, okay, so now that we're at the state level, does it make sense to solve it here? No. Okay, we're at the county level, right? Like, okay, no. We're at the town level. Yeah. You know, this new park, the we're putting in that's where it makes sense to do this we're not passing a federal law to build a park in carolina beach right like that's stupid right. and I'm, I'm obviously this is a this is an exaggerated example but that's where we're at with this stuff we're trying to use a sledgehammer to pound in a finish nail at the Which federal level yeah i mean that's how you break your fucking house you and that's what we're yeah, doing that, right like we're tearing down the house by trying to install the freaking trim. It's <laughs> I so last election cycle my daughter like she gave us this like quiz a link to a quiz and uh to kind of figure out who we would vote for. Unfortunately, I I lean libertarian. But yeah. I'm not libertarian. Right. But I am libertarian because I'm thinking like, yo, can we not be smarter than the problem? That's <laughs> and you're right. That's... Like that 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 but that's the problem with libertarianism ultimately is that you're assuming that everybody's at the same basic intelligence level as you right and we're not yeah. like you're dealing with so much of the lowest common denominator that you can't rely on libertarianism you know like how many libertarians with all their guns and shit aren't going to call the fire department when their house starts to catch on fire exactly right, right. like aren't going to request an ambulance when their husband is having a heart attack like these are the things, or even better, you know, sir. Our, we'd our love to sell, We'd love to send an ambulance out there, but there isn't a fucking road that gets to you because you tore up the road that we originally built. Or aren't going to start an insurrection and become like the Oath Keepers? Sure. So, so I'm just saying, like, so I, I may have some tendency, and I get, I understand that, but I think I want to believe that we're smarter than the problem. Yeah. And where I, I lose myself is that I, I don't have the confidence that people are are actually smarter than the problem are smarter than the problem. I I think part of it is because the people are the problem and some not and not not. And I'm not saying like groups of people, but I'm just saying that I think ultimately we as humans are so incredibly flawed. Right. We talked about this earlier with the whole Joss Whedon thing. Right. Like we even with our politicians in a lot of ways, like Barack Obama, President Obama was somebody that was. Mm -hmm completely ineffective right but was somebody that people were like oh my god he's the, the greatest president we've ever had right part of that i think is white guilt right it was this like oh yeah. we, we got a black president we can't criticize him um dude I, a, a senator from louisiana just said it the other day he said that we don't have a racial problem because we, we had, had a black african, president we had an african-american president we yep. had the first female and african-american vice president so all of our issues are gone. You know, he makes like, a good point. He actually does. That that officially eliminates racism. Uh, it doesn't matter that the GOP literally took that as 
like a full frontal attack on everything that they've ever stood for and said, yeah. <laughs> no, we're putting the most racist motherfucker we can find in the White House. We're marching with pitchforks and fucking torches on college campuses. Oh, and then we're just going to start hating you because you say your lives are important. Yeah, I. Sorry. Again, I'm feeling a lot of ways this evening. Um, That's fine. It's 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 like uh like I I get and I understand like I don't maybe I don't get it. I understand it. I can probably see the other side of the argument of like yeah, it, it's not about um it's not about being the victim. It's not about uh the, it, the issue that I have is just like yeah, but until we start addressing the issues and actually we can acknowledge that the 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 problems that the other side has we're not going to move forward i think so i mean i i i've been guilty of this i think at times feeling the sense of yeah but not like that right like i see what you're going for but that's not the right way to do it and i think a lot of the frustration on the other side is like when the fuck is it going to be right you know like when is this actually when are we going to do it so that you're comfortable with it and it doesn't offend you but at the same time like we're getting our point across and well i mean i think when people start to have like honest conversations right so nice uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna say something i don't know how it's gonna be taken but sounds pretty honest Martin Luther King Jr.'s son uh, said that he didn't want the White House to or the government to celebrate MLK's birthday because the voting rights problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually listened to, uh, again, Charlemagne the God say that um, he can respect Donald Trump because when Mitch McConnell or somebody else goes against what Trump wants to do, he calls him out. And there's not that same energy from the Democrats. Uh, Tim Ryan basically said that, you know, Democrats get in their own way. I personally feel like Democrats can't govern, period. Um, I think on some fundamentals, most people would agree with what the GOP, agree, like they think they believe. Like, not that they actually, you know, believe in. Right. Not what uh, they practice, fair. but ultimately what yeah. they preach. <laughs> Well, yeah, what they think they believe, but and and I, I fall into that camp also. But I also am aware of like, yeah, but you can't pretend like. Oh, another thing, I watched a lady on the news this morning say that she was disenchanted with the Democrats because of the, uh, the, what she called a failure in school closures. Okay. Right? Let me bring all that back together. First of all. I do believe in individual liberty and, and freedom and rights and all that stuff. I, I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the playing field's always got to be equal. And we as a country do not understand that that's, that has to be true. We as a country don't understand that if somebody's got a grievance, you have to understand what they mean when they say Black Lives Matter. Right? I may not agree with the marketing message, right. but I... I agree with the, the what's beneath that. Yeah, the underlying right? sentiment, right? <laughs> that that yeah, a black like, life matters. Yeah, like you can't like kill dudes for having a parking ticket and sweep it on the rug. Yeah, you you can't like let a white boy go through and like cap off on like people and let he, he you know let him walk off like it wasn't a thing. You can't let just like you can't kill George Floyd in front of the whole world. You can't let January six happen 
and nothing happened. Like, I know for me, when I watch that, I'm like, yo, if that that was black people, (laughs) best believe they would have been been walking out. Yeah. Right? And that's, I think, I mean, a lot of us sat there and watched that, black or not, and we're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is not the same response that we saw to Black Lives Matter's protests, even the peaceful ones, right? I know that there were times that some protests across the country got out of hand. Yes, I'm, though, everybody that was president at those things is not responsible for that, right? Just like if you went to listen to Trump oh, we, speak and you didn't Trump, walk down to the Capitol, you aren't fucking Trump totally. Trump totally said, like, look at Seattle. Yeah. Look at Portland. No, but it was Portland. Portland. Look at Portland. They shut Portland down. And he sent people in. He sent a goon squad in. And, like, people were disappearing off the street. But January 6th, like, and, and Portland was, like, blacks, non-whites, and, you know, and, and white people doing. And I don't agree with what they're doing, but, you know, they got, a, you know, they got away with that. But the same response wasn't, like, given for January 6th? No, because it wasn't the same group of people. I mean, that's... You know, so I mean, you it was can't... like watching the freaking rally, right? Watching his rally in Arizona and seeing the pictures of the crowd. And I'm like, D- I mean, you can tell me that there are non-white people in that crowd. No, I'll he, believe they, you. They, but... were, they were right behind them. Yeah. I mean, because they... But that's like, what... They... They, right? I mean, it's the token crowd that they stick directly behind them. But I'm just saying... Man, even, I don't, like, I don't, I don't care, man. Let them, let them be there. Let them be there. Yeah, the... whatever. Like, I just... Uh, fuck, man. I don't know. I'm... Let, let those people support him. I don't care. I don't like, care. I really... Yeah, like you want to support him, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you got to deal with the fact that you support him. <laughs> that's you don't get to support him and then be like, well, I mean, I don't take any responsibility. I, I just voted for the guy and think that he should be in charge. I mean, but the the sentiment is true. Like, and I think that there is a. I know there's a staring amongst people I listen to from the culture, like the black community, where it's kind of like, look. Democrats are garbage when it comes to actually governing like anything, whether yeah. it be the local state. I won't, I won't say local. I'll say the state or federal level. Sure. Right. Um, and I think that that is going to be, you know, it, it's going to be a sore point in how things get fixed. And I don't think that there's a, there's a solve for that. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, uh, even um, Minister Farrakhan, and I'm not a Farrakhan supporter, I, 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 but I understand. You're familiar I, with listen, what he's. No, no, not even familiar. I understand things he said and gotcha. I can look at it intellectually. Gotcha. But I'm not a supporter of like his, his methods. Mm-hmm. They have all said in some shape, form or another that the moderate white person is the enemy to non-whites. Plain and simple. It's not about virtue signaling. It's not about um, uh, just making yourself feel better on a Sunday. It, it, that's how I look at American Christianity. It's like you just want to feel better about yeah. the things you did Monday through Saturday. Yeah. So I went to church um, and now I get to start over, right? Clean slate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yep. Um, so, and, and I think that that reigns true. I, I don't think that people are really committed in general, like, all sides, whites, non-whites, to making things better. But I do believe that the the white moderate and progressive are 
to be fair, enemies of the state. Like, because as a collective, they they keep inviting and voting for people that just make you feel better, but don't fix any, fix anything. They're afraid to say the truth because it's going to make people feel uncomfortable. Um, and to Trump's credit, he doesn't really give a crap. And he's tapped into, like, the base of, like, human existence of, like, they, people are selfish. Yeah, and they're afraid of what they don't understand. Right. And so exactly. it's really easy to point the finger at something they don't understand and say, that's what's causing all of your problems. I mean, people are getting mad at Mansion and uh, Cinema for being the epitome of a white moderate. I mean, it, I, I am. Yeah, I, I'm pretty. Mad it's all good until that. it's not all good, right? It's <laughs> all good until it's not all good, right? See, like that's where I kind of come back to: is it really all that moderate? <laughs> like, I kind of feel like where we are in this country is, and you may have strong opinions on this, but I feel like the in a lot of ways the GOP and the conservative voice has held us back from making significant progress. No, I, I think it's like the I think the moderate movement of like, especially but isn't the that the party. middle? Isn't that the group that we talked no, about it's, that's it's supposed not, to be the... the... I, I don't think it's the middle. I think that's that it's an exception to the rule, right? I don't believe there's a such thing as a moderate... And this is me coming back, reflecting on it. There's no such thing as a moderate Republican or moderate Democrat. Okay. I think you can be fiscally conservative and socially... Liberal. Like, responsible. Okay. Liberal, yeah. Right? And I don't think there's a moderate to either party because the moderate just doesn't want conflict. Okay. That's okay. it. That's it. That, yeah. I guess maybe the word moderate is what I'm struggling with. Um, yeah. In, in, it, just because of its general use, you know, in other contexts. Uh, but that makes sense. Yeah. Like the the people who don't want to have any sort of conflict, right? Who are like, guys, like, can't we all just get along, right? We don't have right. to address the issue. We don't have to talk about it, but let's all just pretend like there's nothing wrong here and we'll just go about our days and and not bump into each other, right? Yeah, and that's that's the norm. Right? But then it becomes like, uh, you stay on your side, I stay on my side. Oh, wait, now we have a town that's segregated. <laughs> yeah. so, right? I mean, then you, it, have, then you have the progressives, like, in, like if you look through history, Progressives are just as bad as the moderates. They want to disrupt the system and replace it with what? Again, I think. I mean, Simon is semantical. Don't so I know that in your mind you're going to tell me that. Yeah, I am, Mister. But it's, it's not. not complicated. It's just complex. Um. No, I think. I. I mean, again, I think that liberal, right? Like the term liberal, or what? What was progressive? Progressive. I like what is wrong with being a progressive minded person? Just the term, right? Take out the context of what a progressive means in the US government, right? But like if you're someone who's oh, and for that, progress, and that, yeah. right? Like and, and it, so in why that are context, we not, like right, like we've we've labeled these progressives, but are they really on the side of progress? Or as you're no, saying, not. are they more on the side of disruption? Right? Break the system at all costs because the system's broken. We don't have a solve for it, but we don't like the system the way it is, so we just want to destroy it, which ultimately creates anarchy. Yeah. Right? So now you're back to libertarianism, and we're all fucked. <laughs> so, again, <laughs> I ask the question in a – in a or I, I, I state my point in my position in that context of, like, yeah, the moderates, like, I don't really – 
I would never associate with a moderate because I think that they just don't want conflict. But then where do you – I mean cinema and mansion are not moderates in any way there because no, they're, 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 they're driving conflict. They're, they're obstructionists. Yeah, okay. Thank you. That's, that's what it really boils down to. You know, like for me, yeah, and, because... that's, and that's again where I, I think we've talked about the GOP doesn't have a position on anything. It's just nothing. We, do, we, we should be doing nothing. If we all just I no, they, the GOP, the GOP's figured out that they don't have to worry about the federal government for the GOP is a stalemate. Yes, because nothing happens with whatever you do there. It doesn't matter anyways. It's all a fucking game, right? At the federal yeah. level, for the most part, I understand. Yes, there are things that impact the trip, blah blah blah. But for the most part, that's just a big fucking game that they're playing, right? It's everybody look over here at what's going on at Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin and the fact that we can't get the BBB or Voting Rights Bills Act packs. At the same time, what's going on at the state and local levels in terms of voting rights, right? right. I mean, they're being demolished left and right, like disassembled in some places. And yet the well, focus is – and I do – like I get I, – I, I, the I argument, hear what you're the saying argu- that the we argument can't solve be... it at the federal level, but at the same time, like I'm, I struggle because it's like, well, we're not solving it at the state level either. Like the state, well, they, we're not solving, we're not, we we're not solving it. The, we're not solving the state level because people aren't focused. Like the energy, like that uh, Stacey Abrams had to get people to vote in Georgia, yeah. is being disrupted because people are like distracted by the shiny new toy over here, right? And the GOP has figured that out. Like I do, like uh, I, I listened to Representative Clyburn over the weekend. He said that um, was it Clyburn? I believe it. No, it was actually a bishop from some church. I, I don't remember his name on CNN. So he said that the GOP comes to like to fight with a knife, and the Democrats come with a butter knife. Yeah. So I just think that the Democrats can't govern. Like, I, I think they're a party of weakness. They make you feel good about being Tuesday, but that's about it. And I, I just don't, I don't rock with that. I just don't necessarily, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like, right. yeah, but you got to do your job, yo. Like at the end of the day, you got to do your job. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the, the GOP has mastered how to play three card Monty, how to keep people like yeah. distracted from what's happening with the things that happen in people's like day-to-day lives fuck them man like fuck them so much for that i'm sorry like i just i get it i understand why they're doing it but at the same time like what a bunch of fucking selfish pricks to sit there and say like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if this is the right thing in my heart of hearts i believe that you know people should have equal rights or yeah like i don't care if jimmy down the street votes like it's not that big a deal right but at the end it's like nah i just want to stay in power I, I just want to stay in my position. I want to get paid. I want to feel like I have some influence. And I, all I really want to do is just prevent anything from happening. Like, if, it, if nothing happens, so, then I've won. So, Fareed uh, Zakaria, I believe on CNN, he did a uh, something about uh, some documentary. Oh. And he had the lieutenant governor of uh, Georgia, who was, like, during the last election cycle, was, like, he was super okay with being on CNN. Mm-hmm giving interviews on non-Fox News stations. Um, but I find it ironic he's now a target by the GOP. Of course. So I think in his I think in his heart of hearts he may believe and may want to see like a like realize some things that are, are beneficial. Yeah. I mean and I I, but I hope the environment, that there are more 
you know, GOP members that are kind of like that. But they're not. But, they're, but, they're not going to be like that. No. They're they're just like they're going to get eaten up and cannibalized by this current environment. But it's 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 interesting. But it's also sad to see that he's a can't he's a a, a target, but he wants to believe in those principles. Yeah. And I find anybody that 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 seems to be a rational person in the GOP that there's got to be a little bit of of, of conflict. And how they feel about like what they believe and what they're seeing. Yeah, um, I would hope. I mean, because I, I, I personally would find it very hard to hear anything or very much of what the GOP says and find any real like connection with what I actually believe. Oh, I mean, like I'll, I mean, and I'll, and I'll say it for anybody. Like I voted predominantly Republican in a lot of areas of my life, but they, they, they're not about shit. Like Republicans are not about shit. They, I don't believe that they believe in their faith. I don't believe they believe in uh, the the Constitution. I don't believe they believe in the the American uh, like dream. I mean, I they've proven they... that over the last year. Yeah, I, I, so had I, an I don't attempted be... insurrection and coup a year ago. I, but I, 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 ex I, ex I exclude the people that attack the Capitol. Yeah, but I indict the people that don't address the people that attack the Capitol yeah. to give them an excuse is like saying the, the constitution is unimportant. Yes, that's exactly like we don't have to play by the rules because we don't yeah. think the rules are fair. We don't like the rules. So we're not going to play by them anymore. But I also believe that the Democrats are a, um, they are a, a, a lame duck party just by definition. And I'll tell you, I'm going to say two things and then I'll stop talking. One, I remember when Jimmy Carter got waxed <laughs> and just the, the like hysterical laughter from my dad. <laughs> like, I remember that, like it was yesterday. And secondly, I remember when, uh, Bill Clinton got called out and how his own party turned against him. But when you look at all the failures of the Republicans, nobody ever once called out a Republican. But is that a good thing? I'm just, that's, I'm that's just saying. I, no, I know, but that's what I'm saying is I'm, I look at that and I go, no, fuck the Republicans. Like, yeah, oh, rank and file. We all stand together. We got each other's backs. No, fuck you, man. You guys are protecting sexual abusers, fucking like serial rapists. You got Matt Gates. Who's still fucking hanging out in Congress for some reason? Like, yo, that's your boy. I know, but that's where I'm. This is not okay. Like, that's where I'm but losing I, but my I, fucking mind on this shit, dude. Like, but seriously. I said earlier, I, they don't believe in their their quote unquote faith, right? No, but that's but it's but you're making it sound like you're disappointed that the Democrats have held the, each other to some level of standards over the years that like Al Franken got booted from Congress because of the stuff that was reported. And it's like, nah, man, you guys should have been like the Republicans. You should have just said, no, fuck you. We don't care what we do. We're never leaving. Like, that's not okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, I think it's ironic, right? Like the, 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 the party of the moral high ground has got more skeletons in, in its closet. Which party is the moral thing. high ground? Oh, the Republicans, they, they are the Christians. They believe in God. Okay. Right? Okay. They, I just was curious. Are, I'm pretty sure the Democrats think that they have the moral high ground. They go to church every Sunday, right? A lot of Democrats they do, hate, too. They hate the gays. Yeah. It's like, 
Maybe you some, know, but not many. They they used to be the party. They 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 like to like put it on their chest. We're the party of Lincoln. We're the party of Reagan. Well, well, fuck Lincoln. Lincoln didn't want to end slavery. What about Reagan? Fuck Reagan too. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted Reagan, to sure. Reagan flipped the, flipped the script and said like, "Yeah, let the niggas die in the fucking hood on crack." So. If you ask me, like, and I'm being honest, like, like Lincoln really didn't want to end slavery. He just didn't want to have a war. Why do you think we have a Liberia in Africa? Well, yeah, I mean, it's. No, 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 no. I I hear exactly what you're saying that like that was it wasn't like Lincoln ran on. I'm going to abolish slavery. No, he did not. He just didn't want to have a war. Yeah. And so it was like, guys, we can't do this. We got to abolish slavery. Uh, we don't want to. And he got a war anyways, right? Like, it didn't really <laughs> just... matter. But no, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. I, and I, yeah, it's, um, they, but it's, it's, it's the kind of, I feel like it's that typical, you know, revisionist history where it's like, well, everybody that was good was on our side, right? Well, I mean, like, to be fair, like, I, I would never, I wouldn't be proud to say, like, well, we're the party, we're the Democrats are the party racist. Uh, you're probably not wrong until like the fifties. <laughs> so, so I would, or like, yeah. you know, the Republicans were the party of the abolitionists. Yeah. You're probably not wrong, but even the abolitionists, they really yeah. didn't really give a shit. Well, and again, like this is all coming back to context and understanding, right. The, the history of the different parties. You can't say Republicans are the only racist party that's ever existed in this country. Right. There, yeah. There's never been a racist Democrat. No, that's not, and like even LBJ didn't want to sign the uh, Civil Rights Act. Yes. I mean, even JFK, he didn't get a chance to. He got murked. Yeah, but he probably. I mean, so he probably wouldn't have done it. Right. Like, if anything, so it kind of gave LBJ an excuse, right? Because it was like, oh, yeah. my, JFK wanted this, so I guess I got to sign it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I mean, so I'm not going to ever sit here and, you know, you, you can't look at Eisenhower and act like he was like this uh, civil rights, you know. Uh, magnet either like yeah. you, you, all these things are like they're not true and i don't want to make white people feel guilty or like like feel like they have to apologize but it's like can we once until we can get to a point where we can address the reality and the facts we can never really truly move forward last thing i would say on this um because i think that it kind of brings home the point that you were saying think about like fdr right often kind of revered even maybe on both sides as one of the greater presidents that we've had because of what happened during the great depression and coming out of that. Um, That dude put so many Japanese people in internment camps. Yeah. Like chose to not, nobody said like we have to do this, but was like, nah, fuck it. Throw them in there. I don't give a shit. Didn't, didn't blink. Didn't blink. But we never, I shouldn't say never, but very, very rarely, do those types oh, but, of things get brought up, right? But to be fair, like, dude he didn't getting... even fucking want to go to war. Dude yeah, would have let he... Hitler take over Europe, and it wasn't until Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, and he was like, "Ah, fuck." Oh, we we in it now. Yep. And then it was so... round up all the Japanese and throw them <laughs> in internment camps. Oh, do you look Japanese? Guess where you're going. <laughs> so, like, and, and I'm not trying. Like, I I don't want to make an argument on. I, I'll be honest. It's like until uh, here's my point. You can. I'm not a liberal. I'm not a conservative. 
I stand on the ground of can we try to do the right thing as a country? Period. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to do with your ethnicity. Race is a construct. It literally is. If you look even back in Darwin's old maps, it just basically had human race. It was nothing like. Do you even no... think about the term race, right? Yeah. It's, it implies it's, it's... that we're all competing against each other. That that there is a finish lose. line. No, I know, but obviously. <laughs> but does it? I mean, I mean but, there's an but, element but of even, that where even the word the, itself like implies that we're in this like competition. That that there's a finite number of resources, and one group is the only one that can. But Chris, the ignorance even of, of that term is that society started in Africa. Yeah. Like that's that's the ignorance of that term. It's it's the whitewashing. Yes, no, it, it's the it's the, the literal whitewashing of a uh, a Jewish guy that sp- spoke Aramaic. <laughs> to, yeah, to but be... he's got blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like there there's so many like points of yeah. like yo, but do you hear what you're saying? Where it's like I'm not even trying to have that argue with, argument with you, but like help me out, help me understand this. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm good. I I. I want to give a shout out to this guy, uh, Trap Lore Ross, um, and Patrick CC on YouTube. Uh, so maybe we can make this like its own little thing. Sure. But to those two dudes, like, uh, and and I kind of, I, I want to give a thumbs up to DJ Academics, but just a thumbs up. But I do want to say to uh, Patrick CC and Trap Lore Ross, yo, you guys have done an amazing job of documenting the hip hop culture and like on YouTube. I think it's like the things you guys have been doing. I just want to give you guys a shout out. Uh, we're going to, we're going to make this a separate thing on our, on our channel. And like, we're just going to like, I will promote it because I think I want to give you guys like your, 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 your what's up. There's another guy and I'm probably going to like shout him out next week. Um, but there's also a, a, a an AI channel on, on YouTube, which really creeps me out, but um, it's really weird. I don't want to talk about that, but I, I want to say Traveler Ross and Patrick CC. I've been watching a lot of your videos on YouTube, and uh, you guys have done a very, very good job of being very objective. Uh, you know, bringing like facts and uh, like opinions where needed on the hip hop culture. And I just think it's like dope and beautiful that you guys are doing that. And the the flip side of that coin is like there are two white kids that have actually been helping me to find things where I can actually like reintroduce myself to hip hop because like <laughs> I don't like a lot of the stuff that's out there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, mad shout out to you guys. So uh, Patrick CC, Traveler Ross, yo. And Traveler Ross, this dude's from, he's from England. He's from the UK. His videos are bananas, yo. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yo, mad respected dude for doing that, man. Like, this guy really loves hip hop, and I, I just like, I would only say like, yo, start digging into reggaeton, and like, like you can see where where I see there's an intersection between a, like North American hip hop and you know, lat, you know, Latino hip hop and Hispanic hip hop, where it's like. That's, I believe it's the next wave. Uh, and then I want to start looking into some more like uh, hip hop from Africa. But uh, I, just, I, I just can't say enough. You guys have produced, you've done like the research, the work. And I just think it's it's dope, man. It's really dope. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, I just wanted to mention because I, unfortunately I did a little plug for this week's for this specific episode because of the main topic we were originally going to talk about, uh, which was Peacemaker. <laughs> we chose not to do it this week because Joe's not with us, and we know that that's something that he would really like to get in on. We I thought about it like we probably could have done the three episodes, and then he could have joined next week given his catch up, but. We'll save it all for next week. Uh, suffice it to say, as you can probably guess, I'm loving it so far. Andre's not as big a fan. I keep listening to the intro credits or watching it on YouTube just over and over again. I'm going to learn the whole dance, and then I'm going to do it. I swear to God. And post know. it on YouTube on our – I swear to God. I'm going to I'm going to do it in a full Peacemaker uh, costume as well, helmet and everything. Chris, I, I swear to God, don't do that crap. Yeah. All right. Well, then, you know, anyways – uh, but no, next week we will definitely have a full review of the first what, four episodes because there'll be the new one out or they, yeah. unless they release more than one. Um, but yeah, so please tune in again next week. Sorry we didn't get a chance to cover that this week. We just wanted to make sure that our buddy Joe could give his two cents on that. And we ended up talking about all this other stuff for way longer. So <laughs> No, it's all good. I mean, and that's part of the thing that uh, we try to do. We, t- we have conversations because, you know, like uh, my, my dude moved to the beach and left me in Disneyland. So um I did invite and, him to come down here with me. Yeah. And I it's just a matter of like, you know, these conversations help me to keep my like I always say these conversations help me, you know, get all this stuff out of my head. Uh sometimes I'm not right. Sometimes I just seem to kind of get it out and just say, Hey, am I seeing this the right way? And we hope that people have these conversations. You know, I, I think it's important that we can have uh, the right conversation, the honest one, and we don't have to agree all the time. Um, like <laughs> this guy legit got his credit cards closed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> like, I just want to, I would have just like put the bill on that joint and just like moved on. But, um, that's, that's one of the things that we do where it's like, yeah, I, that sucks, but I just want to pay cash. So, <laughs> yeah. That's fair. No, I mean, like, I, you and I talked about this a little bit earlier this week. Um, that I think, you know, ultimately, like, the thing we're trying to achieve here, we were talking about, like, what, what sets our show apart from other shows? And not to say that other people aren't also trying to do this, but I think our primary focus, right, with these conversations is, like, how do we become better people? You know, like, how do we become a little bit better through having these conversations, through, you know, trying to understand somebody else's viewpoint to listening to a different side of the same, you know, story. Like, and it's, I don't know, it's been incredibly helpful for me. It's obviously what's helped to build such a great relationship and friendship with my best friend, Andre. Um, and so I, I think ultimately what we're really hoping is that our conversations here spark additional conversations that continue outside of the podcast, that these are things that you can talk about with your friends and family and, um, and help us all kind of be a little bit better. If you've got stuff that you'd like us to talk about, obviously, like we're always looking for new topics. Hit us at comments at Chris and show.com. Reach us on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're following us. Um, if you're in the Wilmington area, say, uh, be on the lookout. He's trying to get you on that CBD. No, I'm not trying to get you on that CBD. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, I think my, uh, my mic stand just broke. Uh, but no, so keep an eye out for these little guys floating around town. Uh, of course you, yeah, yeah, that's my face. The Chris and Andre show. Um, 
I guess if you're already on here, you probably don't need to scan these. But these are going to start popping up around town, trying to get people to check out the show a little bit more. So I guess I have to order a new boom stand before the next episode since I've – I mean, I've had this one for two years. So that's pretty solid. Like, yeah, it's pretty solid. This, this was a $50 mic set that included this boom stand. And so <laughs> now I put my heavy-ass Roadcaster bike on it. It's yeah, just, you, got the, you got the real joint now, right? I like it. <laughs> we'll and we would ask that if you're if you're listening to us anywhere, wherever you're listening to us, please check us out on YouTube. Just search for The Chris and Andre Show. Uh, like, subscribe, hit the notifications. Again, we're really trying to uh, to grow a community that um, of hopefully like-minded and opposite-minded people to where we can grow together, learn from each other. And if you have comments, please leave them. We love them. Uh, we, we really do appreciate them. We will take the time um, to reply to each and every one of them. Like, I I yeah. promise. It's part of every day I wake up, and if we have new YouTube comments, I go and I read them. I may not get to them, like, immediately and reply, but I will try to reply within, like, 24 hours usually. And yeah. Andre's on it, too. Like, you'll see us on our personal accounts on that stuff as well. Um, yeah. The goal is to kind of just be there to interact with people. So if you got something to say, come say it. The only way we make this place a better place and more uh, livable for everybody involved is to learn how to put our our programming beside and just have the conversations. But we're super glad you joined us. Uh, We'll be back next week. As always, I'm Andre. And I'm still Chris. And we'll talk to you next time. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. He's like, oh, no, where's the outro? You gave me too much responsibility. Oh, yeah. that's okay. I, I, I Thanks, don't Obama. Why. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know why. Now I just have to find Jesus. It's right next to intro. It's outro music. Yeah, but do you think I paid attention to that? No. Like, there, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs> that was painful. <laughs>